Now, it hasn't been a pleasant past few days or weeks for former President Donald Trump. Now, at one point, he was holding rallies and seemed to be right on the cusp of announcing his 2024 <laughs> presidential run before being sidelined by two separate investigations. One in New York, a criminal fraud case that involves the Trump organization, and the other being the search and seizure raid. <laughs> Search and seizure of documents by the FBI in Trump's Florida home, Mar-a-Lago. Now, so much has happened in the past three weeks that it's, it's kind of hard to grasp just how massive of a scandal this has already been. The days that followed the search of Mar-a-Lago were increasingly intense, with pundits and politicians furiously defending Trump and verbally attacking the FBI, while Trump loyalists actually attacked an FBI building in Ohio. Oh, yeah, that guy. Uh-huh. Uh, Dick Shitter. Anyway, following that were constant requests from Trump and his legal team to unseal and release these documents related to the search, assuming that their release would either be denied by the DOJ or, in an even dumber presumption, that they would somehow exonerate Trump, yeah. even though that is not shown to be the case. Yeah, I think the goal was that they wouldn't release them and he could be like, well, what are ah. they hiding? Yes, because the mystery could be anything. Yeah, so both um, the warrant and the affidavit were released after being redacted. Uh, the affidavit especially so, yeah. to protect the investigation as well as the names of the agents directly involved, also any civilian informants involved, also just the nature of these documents, which again, highly classified. Top level. Top level. So yeah, both of these releases just kind of further solidified the DOJ's decision to retrieve those documents from Mar-a-Lago. And in the days that followed, offered more damning evidence against Trump, including a DOJ response to a request made by Trump's legal team for a special master which would review the documents to see if there was anything that could be thrown out. Mm -hmm. uh, their response to this request was that the info was not only already reviewed, but anything that would be considered privileged material was also already sent back to the Trump team. Mm -hmm. They also pointed out that he had no standing to make the request in the first place because the documents they were seeking don't actually belong to him because they are property of the government, according to the Presidential Records Act. Mm -hmm. But since his team filed it anyway, the court responded. And that official response has uncovered even more revelations and brought more specific charges into focus. Literally blowing up in his face again. This man is going to get the gold medal for rake stepping, stepping in the next Olympics. The biggest rake you've ever seen, folks. Pure gold. Pure gold rake. And you've he never seen a nicer rake. And then steps right on another one. Oh, I step on it, it hits me in the face so hard. And I, I turn around and what do I? A second golden rake. Two uh, rakes, folks. Two rakes. Yeah, but this this is like, what, the third or fourth time where the argument made by the Trump team has only further solidified the DOJ's case. And this one specifically is now convincing some legal experts out there to suggest that Trump's lawyers start looking for lawyers of their own because they might have knowingly done a little bit of uh, obstruction. Uh, yeah. Uh, basically, it looks as though Trump intentionally hid a large amount of classified documents while being subpoenaed for them. His team only relinquished a portion of the files to the National Archives, and it seems like his team knowingly kept more hidden away in uh, various locations around the property, hoping that what they had already provided was enough. Like, eh, just give them something, see if they go away. And that's everything. <laughs> Because you looked, right? In the places we said they would be and they I'm weren't there, I guess that's it. 99% sure that's everything. Mm -hmm. So, round up. And don't go looking elsewhere. Yeah. Especially not my box of prize Time Magazine covers. Uh, here's the Hill with more on this latest filing from the DOJ. 
It was already known that the Department of Justice believed three crimes might have been committed. Potential violations of the Espionage Act, obstruction, and the wrongful destruction of official documents. The new filing hammered hard on the obstruction element. It noted that a May 2022 subpoena had required Trump to give up any and all documents that bore classified markings. The following month, Trump's team produced records in supposed compliance with those terms. But the government asserted in the new filing that the FBI uncovered multiple sources of evidence suggesting that cooperation with the earlier subpoena was incomplete. They lied. They lied. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I mean, I, I feel like most people could probably get away with doing a, some light obstruction to the point where it's like, well, they can't prove. Look, I don't. They can't prove I was railroading them. But well, like, yeah, like it, you'd have to prove that you were hiding them intentionally and not just completely unaware of their existence. Like the the Alex Jones excuse, like I don't know, I got a lot of phones. Like I don't, I'm not a technology guy or anything. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's it's uh, like yeah, multiple requests from the government was like, we know you have it. Where is it? They're like, ah, we don't. I don't think so. And even if we did, would that really be? something that we could get in trouble for. I don't think so. And, you know, at least throughout the past five or six years, it's a it's a grasp at innocence that has so far worked out. It's innocence through incompetence. But this time they're like, no, there's no fucking way you didn't know these were here. This is bullshit. They used to let me get away with so many crimes when I was president. <laughs> Why are people and so And now mean? that I'm not president, <laughs> uh, suddenly I'm subjected to these laws. It's bullshit. Yeah. Anyway, referring to the, the main storage room at Mar-a-Lago, the filing noted, in particular, the government developed evidence that a search limited to the storage room would not have uncovered all the classified documents at the premises. The government also developed evidence that government records were likely concealed and removed from the storage room and that efforts were likely taken to obstruct the government's investigation, the filing added. In simple terms, Investigators are suggesting that documents were moved around at Mar-a-Lago to keep them out of the hands of the government at a time when Team Trump knew there was a criminal investigation underway. Mm -hmm. Like, all right, we're coming. We're going to go look in the filing rooms. Like, get those fucking files out of the filing room. Leave enough in there to throw them off the set. Put them under the bathroom sink. They're not yeah. going to search there. Uh, so, yeah, the heart of the government's filing runs to 36 pages with an additional 18 pages of attachments and appendices. The most dramatic element comes on the very last page. A photo described as a redacted FBI photograph of certain documents and classified cover sheets recovered from a container in the 45 office, referring to Trump's office at Mar-a-Lago. And I found a, a picture of it. It's it's not it's not what I was hoping for. It's not a one-to-one -one replica of the Oval Office. It's just uh, it's just kind of Trump's president room. It's his it's his man cave. It's like <laughs> does a, it have a neon sign, like a beer sign in it? Um, uh, no, just a lot of, like, really gaudy America stuff. I think he has that, I mean, like, clearly, the just, just the carpeting alone in this place is just gaudy. I think he's got that, uh, fake Mount Rushmore that some artists made. Yeah! With, uh, his head added, just, like, a bunch of, like, kitschy it's, bullshit It's like, like a, a, a Planet Hollywood or a Hard Rock Cafe, but for Trump. Yeah. But I guarantee the food is comparable. We have the best taco bowls. <laughs> I love Hispanics. <laughs> I love the Hispanics. Classic. Um, so yeah, this is where the photo that's gone viral originated. And obviously mm -hmm. the paperwork wasn't found like this, positioned neatly across Trump's gaudy carpet. It would be funny if it was, though. Mm -hmm. But it shows some of the classified documents that were stashed away at Mar-a-Lago and not turned over to investigators, who again, asked for these documents mm -hmm. multiple times. Hey, there's the ones we were looking for. Oh, yeah. Hey, there <laughs> they are. Oh, weird. Oh, we must have just... 
misplaced them. You know, it's the last place you look sometimes. And also very hard to keep track of these documents. They, they look like so many other documents. It is pretty fascinating because I've obviously I've never seen like what a classified <laughs> document looks like. I'm mm -hmm. like, oh, that's okay. Yeah, that seems like it actually was what I thought it looked like in my mind. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, don't fucking read this. Mm -hmm. it, you're just be, by being around this, you may be committing a crime. Mm -hmm. I better not find this anywhere outside of a government facility. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, it looks like at least a portion of this paperwork was mixed in with seemingly innocuous memorabilia from Trump's White House, like framed artwork and news clippings, including a framed cover of Time magazine from 2019 that featured Trump and all of his haters. <laughs> I love my haters. He does. Uh, it should probably go without saying, but the documents featured in this image are literally top secret in every meaning of the term. It's even been reported that the FBI agents tasked with retrieving and analyzing them had to apply for special clearance just to look at what they just recovered. <laughs> yeah. They're like, oh, shit, this is outside of my pay grade. Yeah. This is the uh, paperwork equivalent of kryptonite. <laughs> I don't want anything <laughs> to do with it unless there's like 10 people around It's radioactive. Yeah. Uh, quote, in some instances, even the FBI counterintelligence personnel and DOJ attorneys conducting the review required additional clearances before they were permitted to review certain documents, the agency said in its filing. This is all very serious. And uh, it should also be noted that while the nuclear secrets aspect of this is, is extremely important. And I don't believe has been fully confirmed, but it's the sort of thing like they can't really confirm. Exactly. Like, while that is a uh, pun intended bombshell, um... In at least the image released this week, it appears that the documents in Trump's possession uh, at the very least included the previously rumored information on human clandestine sources, which in the wrong hands could immediately put people's lives at risk. Yeah, and there were reports recently that the CIA is... Uh... Losing assets at a, a higher rate than usual. Yeah, there was an October 2021 report, uh, without the knowledge of what we know now, there was an October 2021 report that uh, signified a massive increase yeah. in the capture and deaths of Our guys informants. guys killed and arrested. Um, so Trump's responses to all of this, released exclusively on his own social media platform, Truth Social, have of course gotten increasingly desperate with non-stop posts, including many that were actual just reposts yeah. of QAnon conspiracy Blatant, theories. Just like, uh, you know, references to the storm. Yeah. Uh, Great Awakening. Also, like that. actual screenshots of posts from 4chan and also claims that the January 6th insurrection was actually a false flag perpetrated by the FBI uh, and Antifa, of course. Yeah, sorry to all my fans who were there. Uh, you're fake. Yeah, you're all actually Antifa. Yeah. Uh, but amidst the hours-long, anger-fueled tirade was one humble post, which simply read, Why are people so mean? Currently listening to Dashboard Confessional. <laughs> Currently listening away, to... Away message. Currently li listening to Dashboard Confessional. Why are people so mean? <laughs> Currently listening to Timcast. That's an aim joke. Uh, yeah. He, yeah. For all that's, the... 40-year-olds out there. Trump's away message yeah. <laughs> uh, right next to his animated buddy icon. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and while it, it certainly seems as though the walls are finally closing in on Trump, um, we should also remind you that it's, it's, it's bad to get your hopes up about things. We should be pleasantly surprised if good things happen in the world yeah. and not shocked when bad things do. Uh, it's just the way things are. Uh, it is unlikely, according to reports, that any charges would be filed against Trump until at least after the midterm elections. And here's Bloomberg with more on why that is. 
Federal prosecutors are likely to wait until after the November election to announce any charges against Donald Trump if they determine he broke laws, according to people familiar. Under long-standing department policy, prosecutors are barred from taking investigative steps or filing charges for the purpose of affecting an election or helping a candidate or party, traditionally 60 days before an election. This year, that would be September 10th, which makes it unlikely anything would be announced until after November 8th, said people who asked to remain anonymous, speaking about potential Justice Department actions. Wait, didn't fucking James Comey, like, drop that shit about Hillary, like, right before the 2016 election? Yes, and also William Barr uh, was quoted multiple times leading up to the 2020 election uh, regarding uh, oh, yeah, a voter yeah, yeah. fraud and stuff. So, um, yes, these are norms that have already been broken. We love our norms, folks. Yeah, these are why, norms. Why codify anything in the law when we have these wonderful norms that yes. everyone simply abides by out of the kindness of their heart? It's like magic. So, yeah. Anyway, of course, these uh, these norms, they've already been broken like mul- we just said, multiple yeah. times in the past several years. So anything's possible. But again, uh, I don't know unlikely I, I, lo- I just love the idea that it's so blatant on its face this would be damaging to the republican party and any candidates who are friendly with trump so look uh, we can't uh, in good faith yeah. uh charge someone when it could have an uh, a, a, an affecting outcome on the election where it's like but dudes if it's crimes and these people are literally like also, like, I, MAGA people, I'm not sure, like, if they announced charges, I feel like Republicans would get more votes from their crazy hogs. I mean, who knows? There is there is a limited and dwindling amount of hogs. Yeah. The pandemic made quick work of a, yeah, a large portion of The pandemic took down a lot of hogs. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I don't know. The ones that are still around, though, very dedicated. They're the, the real barbs, the real stands. They'd only made them stronger. So in the meantime, Trump could either just sit silently and limit the damage that he's doing to himself. Or he could just continue to post through it. Yeah. (laughs) Can you guess which one of those options he's taken? Yeah. Uh, He did just lose a potentially massive audience that I'm sure the company behind his social media platform was desperately counting on, though. Android users, come on, buddy. Yeah. I've been waiting. And I am ready to go. (laughs) That's because Truth Mobile's debut on an operating system that makes up nearly half of the U.S. market has been halted. As Google says, the app violates the Play Store's standards for content moderation. They don't even have a desktop site either. It's <laughs> yeah. fucking bullshit. That, uh, but it, this is uh, particularly funny because like there's so much garbage on Android yeah. as far as like their ecosystem and what they're able to keep out or not. They True, True Social could very easily just release like an APK. Yeah. And get sixty-year-olds don't know how to run a fucking APK. And so that's what's. Look, I only have uh, evidence based on what I know personally, but (laughs) let's see. Out of, I'm just going to say a number of 10 of my relatives that uh, you could put in the Trump bucket, Mm -hmm. one of them has an iPhone. The rest are all running like five-year-old Android phones with OtterBoxes surrounding them. And so they can't get truth on that Android phone. Not very populist. Of this man, yeah, to put his uh, his his app only on the luxury <laughs> Apple iPhone instead of the phone of the people. Yeah, the just a Google Android, just a five-year-old malware-ridden like phone from Amazon. Yeah, with a with a thick, beautiful OtterBox, making it ten times bigger than it needs to be. If you think I'm gonna buy a phone from Gay Tim Cook, you got another <laughs> thing coming, Mr. President. Uh, here's CNBC with more on this. Uh, 
this little roadblock that uh, Truth is dealing with. Truth Social, the would-be Twitter competitor created by Trump Media and Technology Group, remains unavailable on the Google Play Store. Google said the app lacks effective systems for moderating user-generated content, which violates the store's terms of service. Quote, on August 19th, we notified Truth Social of several violations of standard policies in their current app submission and reiterated that having effective systems for moderating user-generated content is a condition of our terms of service for any app to go live on Google Play, the tech company, which is owned by Alphabet, told CNBC in a statement on Tuesday. The restriction means that Android users who make up 44% of smartphone users in the U.S. can't download the app. Google will not let the app go live until the content issues are addressed. Uh, we're sure that the team over at Truth Social is going to be all over this and will be bringing their content moderation up to the bare minimum standards as quickly as possible. But can you sense the sarcasm here? Even if the app were to debut on the Google Play Store, it might not be around for long because much like nearly every other Trump business throughout time, Truth Social could just go bankrupt and be taken offline because, uh-oh, they can't pay their bills. Come on. Where have you, we seen this before? You know I'm good for it. <laughs> I got a golden toilet. Mm -hmm. According to Axios, Truth Social owes one of its vendors, an internet infrastructure company for conservatives called RightForge, around $1.6 million in backdated payments. Sources familiar with disagreement told Axios. Oh, get fucked. Mm. The situation first reported by Fox Business puts Truth Social at risk of losing the cloud hosting support that it needs to operate. The reporting adds that beyond financial issues, Truth Social and the blank check company it plans to merge with in order to go public are facing serious legal problems and regulatory probes that could derail those plans. The U.S. Patent and Trademark Office has refused Trump's application for a trademark for Truth Social. The blank check company called Digital World Acquisition Corp is under investigation by the SEC for possibly negotiating their deal prior to going public, which is illegal if true. An investor sued Digital World Acquisition Corp's CEO last year claiming fraud. And there's been confusion regarding whether or not certain members of Truth Social's board are actually still on the board, including Trump himself. <laughs> I do love that uh, some fucking schmuck is like, Mr. President, I, I run a company that does uh, hosting for only conservative companies. I I'd love to take you on. This these are our very reasonable rates. <laughs> Mr. President, please, please, it's been six months. You haven't I, I gave you a sweetheart deal. <laughs> I'm bleeding dry over here. And apparently this was only exacerbated further by the uh, FBI search at Mar-a-Lago because it increased traffic and downloads <laughs> to Truth Social to numbers that dwarfed anything that they'd received so far. All people who were just rubbernecking yeah. the reported potential crimes. Oh, man. So, like, a surge in traffic to Truth Social, whether legitimate or a bunch of libs or leftists just... Uh, creaking their necks, yeah. uh, is still doing financial harm to the company. You love it. That's the sort of thing they used to do back in the 90s. It's yeah, the like, low orbital ion yeah, cannon. It's just like, yeah, very easy to DDoS someone and just rack up their, their per click yeah, fucking Yeah, because hosting will just joke. shut them down until they can pay or, yeah. the, or the traffic dies down, which you, you would assume Truth Social would not want. Yeah. Because anytime the president fucking posts, everyone on Twitter just goes over there to screenshot. Yeah. Anyways. So yeah, things are going bad for Team <laughs> Trump. Uh, and uh, also, I don't, I don't know if this was, uh, but he he directly addressed those documents oh, on the ground. I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me let me find the post because so yeah, he basically admitted that that they were found on his property because he was like they weren't they weren't strewn across the floor like yeah, that. Basically. So the FBI they released that picture. A lot of Trump's fans are like. 
that's ridiculous. That's that, those are just a bunch of props strewn about around, uh, across the floor. Like they planted that, whatever. Uh, you know, the typical excuse is like that wasn't his. This is fake. And then Trump. The idea being that the FBI would allow people to think that Trump had just laid out these documents like that yeah. on the floor for God knows how so long. He says on truth. There seems to be confusion as to the picture where documents, uh, picture in quotes, yeah. as to the picture where documents were sloppily thrown on the floor and then released photographically for the world to see, as if that's what the FBI found when they broke into my home. Wrong. <laughs> they took them out of cartons and spread them on the carpet, making it look like a big fine for them. They dropped them, not me. Very deceiving. And remember, we could have no representatives, including lawyers, present during the raid. They were told to wait outside. But yeah. Admitting, yes, no, those, I had those files. Yeah, they were in the bins. We were keeping them in bins. Uh, I knew that I was in possession of them. Just to clarify, yeah. I did have all those top secret files in the picture. Those I liked, were mine. I like the excuse of like fanning them out to make it look worse than it is when it is terrible. And it's like the same thing where people are like, well, you can't, you can't in, in all honesty, like conceptualize what a billion dollars yeah. looks like unless you like look at it in comparison to other things. It's like one of those things where you're just like, yeah, I mean, sure, I had, I don't know, 70 files of classified documents. And yeah, it's going to look really bad if you show everyone what the size of one document is compared to 70 of them. Guys, the the docu- the top secret documents that I had that I wasn't supposed to have, like, they fit inside, like, a purse. Come on. Yeah, like, when you when you stack them on top of each yeah. other, it's only... The, it's, it's really only not that many classified <laughs> documents that I wasn't supposed to have. Exactly. That I pretended I didn't have. Yeah. So I don't see what the big deal is. But let's move over to other people uh, who never let their vanity or narcissism get in the way of a good time. Instagram influencers. Woo! Many of which seem to be paying obscene amounts of money in what appears to be a similar but somehow even more lame version of the college admission scandal. This time revolving around faking industry personas and clout in order to become verified on the platform. It's shockingly easy. Yeah, uh, so this news uh, comes from some incredible investigative work by Craig Silverman and Bianca Fortis over at ProPublica. So make sure that you go read the full story over on that website. Links, of course, are always down in the description below. But uh, a brief explanation of uh, this this scheme. Uh, It looks like influencers of at least some prominence paid a company who allowed them to use a, a side door into verified status by creating fake musical projects complete with cheap audio loops or in some cases, minutes of complete silence in order to get them onto major streaming platforms, which made it easier for them to then get pushed through the verification pro- uh, process unnoticed on Meta's end. Uh, yeah, it's kind of brilliant because like once you create a like Apple Music Spotify profile in a certain proper way. Yeah. Google automatically scrapes that data and now when you search for it, it like that little info box yes. like, oh, it's a musical art. Oh, they're, look, look, they're right there on Google. Yes, you're planting evidence. Yeah. yeah. And so some underpaid schmuck at Instagram just like, oh, well, yeah, I guess that's got the card. Cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, obviously this is far less severe than lying about your athletic accolades in order to shove your way into a prominent college with a limited amount of space, but it's still fascinating to see just how much these things mean to people and to the industries that they're trying to infiltrate. Uh, Here's more from ProPublica. A jeweler, a plastic surgeon, an OnlyFans model. They and others received a blue check in likely the biggest Instagram verification scheme revealed to date. After ProPublica started asking questions, Meta removed badges from over 300 accounts. They love that, though. Meta loves other people doing their job for them. They count on it. 
Yeah, they we'd like to thank the they great work over at ProPublica for bringing yeah. this to our attention. Whoops. Yeah. Uh, the article starts off by identifying one individual in particular, a plastic surgeon who was popular on the platform, but had his actual medical license suspended after admitting to filming patient interactions and sharing images of procedures without consent. And yeah, this is a thing, uh, like, you, you cannot do that. That is a violation of the most basic aspects of, like, the Hippocratic Oath and all yeah. the, like, you know, ethics guidelines you agree to when you become a fucking doctor. Filming people without their consent, posting on Instagram, seems, seems bad, right? bad, yeah. yeah, and apparently it is, because <laughs> he lost his medical license. Mm -hmm. uh, they go on to report that the doctor had recently adopted a new persona, Dr. Six, complete with profiles on streaming apps like Spotify, Apple Music, and Deezer, as well as roughly a dozen sponsored posts scattered across the web, adding that this allowed his career and controversial history to be eclipsed by his new identity. There's a little bit of a Jared Threaten uh, aspect of this as well. Yeah. Uh, the fake news. If you fake it to make it, it's still making it. Like, basically, and this is, like, another, like, hilarious thing. Like, if you just pay the fee to use, like, prnewswire.com or something like that. You can fucking write anything. Like, so many websites uh, basically just scrape press releases and package that as content that, yeah. like, you'll instantly have enough links proliferated on the internet uh, to, like, seem halfway legit. Uh, this one in particular, they said, was, like, uh, I guess 50 Cent runs a news website. And <laughs> a bunch of these just ended up on 50 Cent's yeah, news website. I'm sure it's just automatically scrolling or crawling uh, press releases and they're yeah. like categorized as music or whatever. Mm -hmm. Anyways, quote, it's an unconvincing persona, perhaps even less so once his music is played, <laughs> music in quotes, but it was enough to secure what he wanted, a verification badge for his Instagram account. A ProPublica investigation determined that Dr. Jugenberg's dubious alter ego was created as part of what appears to be the largest Instagram account verification scheme ever uncovered. With a generous greasing of cash, the operation transformed hundreds of clients into musical artists in an attempt to trick Meta, the owner of Instagram and Facebook, into verifying their accounts and hopefully paving the way to lucrative endorsements and a coveted social status. Since at least 2021, at least hundreds of people, including jewelers, crypto entrepreneurs, OnlyFans models, and reality TV stars, were clients of a scheme to get improperly verified as musicians on Instagram, according to the investigation's findings and information from Meta. Uh, the reporting continues going into the details of the scheme, saying that it, quote, exploited music platforms like Spotify and Apple Music, as well as Google Search, to create fake musician profiles. The songs uploaded to client profiles were often nothing more than basic looping beats, or in at least one case, extended periods of dead air. They credited composers with nonsense names, such as Rosgul's Stadlvs and Kukyash Fijer, <laughs> okay. Uh, the Meta employees tasked with reviewing the musician verification applications apparently failed to listen to the tracks or look too closely. The people running the scheme also purchased articles promoting fake artists and their music on hip-hop websites, including hip-hop publications like The Source and ThisIs50.com, a music and culture site affiliated with rapper 50 Cent. They often bought fake comments and likes for clients' Instagram posts to make the accounts look popular and purchased fake streams for songs on Spotify, according to two sources with direct knowledge of the operation. One source said some clients were told to rent a recording studio and post photos on Instagram that made it look like they were working on music. Yeah, they also were told, like, you know, pictures in jets, uh, pictures next to expensive cars. This is, it's just like the college scheme, except uh, someone was just photoshopping them into water polo. Yeah. And this one, they're just like, look, just go down to that building in Burbank where they have half the jet carved up 
and you sit in a private jet seat. Get your, we'll do a whole shoot because in the same building, they've got a recording studio and uh, a TV set. So, you know, 30 minutes in and out, we'll be good to go. Yeah, uh, someone should make, you know, like a lot of malls have like those Instagram rooms now. Yeah. It's literally like you pay $5 to just take selfies in front of like cool shit. They should make one that like, has like, you know, it's, you know, just the size of the frame of the picture, but it's, you know, you're looking out the window in a private jet. Yeah. Uh, like another one where it's like we have the front two thirds of a Ferrari, but it's, <laughs> you know, made out of like wood or some shit. But yeah. you can't tell. It's like, like half, really half of a Ferrari yeah. carved like down the middle. So yeah. you're standing in front of half of it. Meanwhile, the other half is being used in another photo shoot. Yeah. You come up with like, I don't know, eight to ten uh, scenes of decadence <laughs> like this. Yeah. And um, boom. This person's clearly successful. I mean, you're literally creating a scheme that is already in operation. Yeah, I mean, yeah. You just have to have the balls to go through with it. I do want to say, like, this is all very similar to what Jared Threaten did with his <laughs> music career. But uh, at least I got to give it to Jared. He actually recorded his own music. It's all bad. But he did make music. And his end goal was, like, actual musical fame, not just, like, a fucking verified bad. Yeah, no, uh, he was he was faking it till he made it till he made it in the industry he wanted to be a part yeah, of. Yeah, like this, this is, is using a loophole yeah. that they've exploited to get anyone and any and anyone into yeah into verification status uh, by paying them reportedly large amounts of money. So I feel like you could have just done this yourself. Like this is like all very you, easy stuff. <laughs> you you fail I'll do to it for half what the other guys. Yeah, are. like you you don't you're not taking into consideration how dumb and or lazy a lot of these yeah, people are. I guess so. Yeah. So honestly, the entire thing it is a wild read, and it gets way further into the details of how this whole operation worked. But we do want to touch on the the person who they've identified as the one behind the verification scheme because he is exactly the type of person that you're already thinking of in your head. John Ralphio from Parks and Recreation. <laughs> Using domain registration records, corporate and banking documents, information from online platforms, and interviews with clients and people with knowledge of the scheme, ProPublica was able to identify the person at the center of the plot. He is a Miami-based aspiring DJ and would-be crypto entrepreneur named Dylan Shamo. Yes. 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 Sicot. Yes. yes. You love to see it. Uh, with literal or no with little or no interference from Meta, Shamon built a verification for pay Shamon. Shamon. <laughs> built a verification for pay juggernaut while also burnishing his own image by using the same digital manipulation techniques that he offered to clients. In phone interviews with and text messages to ProPublica, Shamon, an athletic bearded 26-year-old, denied any involvement in the scheme and said he does not sell account verification services. He said that he works on Fanverse, a crypto startup that enables creators and influencers to sell NFTs of themselves, among other projects. You don't understand. I am a very ethical person. I would never <laughs> get involved in anything even resembling a scam. What I am involved with is <laughs> NFTs. If you'd like to get your <laughs> NFTs on my platform, then we can talk. Yeah. Does ProPublica have an NFT representative that you're aware of? Because I'd love to take on the account. I think we could do great work together. Also, I noticed you're not verified. I can make quick work of that. Fuck. <laughs> I didn't mean to say that. It just came out, but I can uh, do it. I just think maybe I could. Not the way you're trying. I, I, know, I know people. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty smart. 
you guys have a podcast on I Spotify, a, right? A lot of Bitcoins. Mm-hmm. So yeah, very cool. And again, the full article linked in the description below, along with sources to all of the other topics that we cover, as usual. But speaking of buying views, <laughs> um, uh, have we even talked about Tim Pool before? We like have, on we the have, show? we have, we have, but not frequently. He's, it's uh, a lot of, uh, there is like a weird amount of crossover, like a tiny portion of our audience also enjoys our videos and also enjoys Tim Pool's videos, which I find very strange. It's the same thing with like Jordan Peterson or I'm, oh, God, I like both your videos. I, I don't have to choose one. I'm like, ah, okay, whatever. You do you. Yeah. But yeah, uh, Tim Pool, um, a guy who's wildly successful on YouTube for just being wrong all the time, but uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, people love him anyway. Yeah. Uh, he is in the news again this week, and this time it's it's not for the standard reasons, uh, like being wrong <laughs> or saying something stupid. Mm-hmm. Uh, this time it's about his his butt rock band, which is apparently just called Timcast, which I think is that that alone is very funny. I I like, I, like I'm gonna name my band after my p- political podcast. So I okay. Think- I think there's an actual name somewhere or that he at least had an actual different name for it, but at some point realized that uh, the branding was really the only important thing here. Yeah. Uh, and, and and confusing his audience with even one extra step was asking too much of them. Like, your name, your show's called Timcast. Your name is Tim Pool. Just when you, the release, Boys. when you release music, just go by Tim Pool. Sure. Timcast, as the name suggests, is a podcast. <laughs> Why are you naming a band after a podcast? Anyway, so yeah, the band Tim Cast, not to be confused with the YouTube show and podcast Tim Cast, uh, and uh, he released music uh, through his own record label Tim Cast Records. <laughs> Look, it's all uh, these are all working together. It's a band. Understand? It's a show. It's a podcast. It's what? a record label. What isn't it? Anyway, now obviously, look, the music is terrible. Although I was hoping it would be worse. I was hoping it would be like catatonic youths bad if you're familiar with that instagram account it's well produced like he put money into this and it came out sounding like music yeah it Uh, sounds like you know uh i would compare it to god i don't even say that these bands are good because they're not but like uh, like a like a pod or a chevelle or like uh like uh you know post 2004 under something like that it's like a whole like genre of music that I have no ear for and don't enjoy. So I'm like, I don't know. This sounds just as bad as all this other shit. (laughs) But like those people were really successful too. So I don't know. Maybe it's good. Yeah. Like this (laughs) band could have existed in like uh, the the 2004 to 2012 Victory Records catalog. Yeah. Like easily. And his, his video looks like it was shot in 2004. But that's also the thing too is it's like, yeah, I mean, maybe this would have been passable back then. But like now it seems extremely dated. So, yeah, so yeah, yeah, the music, whatever. Check it out. Maybe you'll like it. Maybe (laughs) you've already seen it because you watch our videos. Against your will. Yeah. Because, uh, yeah, it's also, it's very funny that uh, he's been, he's been doing a little bit of a victory lap on social media uh, based on the response to his latest song and video, Only Ever Wanted, which is apparently, it's climbing the charts. It's getting a massive amount of completely authentic, organic, unironic, viewership. Mm-hmm. This bad boy is doing numbers. Babe, wake up. It's doing numbers. And the numbers are so good that Tim Pool recently tweeted out the single greatest tweet, maybe ever. Yeah. The success of Only Ever Wanted proves that deep down, people have a yearning for powerful emo music, but the corporate globalist elite conspired to suppress it. 
The Rothschilds and George Soros don't want the kids listening to emo music. Yeah. Powerful emo music. Yeah. Not that pussy emo music. I'm talking about powerful emo music. <laughs> the the they are Illuminati. Suppressing it. They are suppressing the, it. The the world the globe <laughs> the World Bank. They're going into like Africa and they're pulling my records out of the hands of starving children. That's true. And replacing it with Nicki Minaj or some. Some bullshit. Some sinful garbage. Yeah. But yeah, it's also entirely possible that the massive amount of views are either people watching the video to make fun of Mr. Pool here, or that the numbers uh, might not be as authentic as some would believe. Now, look, all we have are screenshots to back this up. And as far as we know, he hasn't done this with his latest music video. Uh, no, someone... Uh, I, 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 all I have is like anecdotal evidence, but, but someone did say that this had happened with okay, the new one. Okay, okay. But on one of, uh, I don't know if it was one of our videos, but it was it was. I don't have visual proof of that one. Yeah. But Tim Pool has run actual pre-roll advertisements of the entirety. Well, I, okay, I, I want to be fair. We don't know that Tim Pool did it or his label or whatever, but someone has run. I mean, he owns full, his own company. Yeah. Full Tim Pool music videos as pre-roll advertisements on our channel, running before our videos, as yeah. recently as last week. Uh, but let's move over to some updates from stories that we've covered recently, starting with the hilarious answer to a horrible new law in Texas, which not only allows, but demands that public schools prominently display In God We Trust posters if they are donated to the school. Now, clearly... This whole thing is ridiculous, and, and people quickly came up with ideas for ways to troll Texas while still abiding by their own rules. And one of the best ideas was to simply submit In God We Trust posters that were written in Arabic. Literally the exact same phrase, but written differently. Well, it should come as a surprise to no one that the state has already rejected the donated signs that feature either In God We Trust written in Arabic or in God We Trust uh, in rainbow colors. That was another one that was submitted. Huh. But here's a local outlet ABC 13 with more on this. On Monday, a parent in that school district attempted to donate additional In God We Trust signs written in Arabic and decorated with rainbow colors. The school board president informed him that schools already have enough posters, but that parent wasn't buying the explanation. It doesn't say you have to stop at one. That is your decision to stop at one. Why is more God not good? Srivan Krishna asked at Monday's school board meeting. And are you saying you don't have, like, one square foot of space in your buildings? I mean, if you want to put up the bare minimum amount of In God We Trust flair, I, I mean, that's, that's fine. That's, fine. That's, that's, your, that's your choice. Do you really want to have the, the children of this town educated in a school that's only willing to do the bare minimum? Why, the McAllen School District <laughs> over here has multiple posters up in their front office. <laughs> So yeah, the article then points out that, uh, quote, he was right. The law does not mention a limit on donated signs. <laughs> yeah. That's the whole point of why people are fucking doing this. Yes. So I guess now they're just going to have to find Texas schools who haven't received a sign donation yet and make sure that the Arabic one gets there first because uh, by their logic, that would be the only one the school can display. Sorry, we can't take... Sorry, uh, conservative cell phone service company. We can't take your In God We Trust sign. We already have one right over here. I Steam I, starts shooting out of I their hope ears. I by the end of this, every surface inside these schools is just fucking In it's, God We Trust. It's posters. wrapped like, <laughs> yeah. like a car, like a, yeah. like a bus. Yeah. 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 I mean, honestly, I can They have that. to do it. The law says they have to accept All it. high schools in Texas will now be recreations of Noah's Ark. I hope someone sues. 
I mean, that's what's coming next. Yeah. Yeah, good. obviously. <laughs> but let's move on because, hey, spaceheads, we've got a new scheduled time for the Artemis launch. And this time it's totally going to work. And it's also happening at a time of day that is much more convenient for us here on the West Coast. Thank you, NASA. For the unaware, the Artemis 1 mission is our first step towards a return to the moon. And it's an extremely important mission, so NASA is not taking any chances. The launch was supposed to take place this past Monday, but it was scrubbed within an hour of the launch because of an issue with one of the liquid hydrogen lines that were used to cool the rocket's core stage engines. So it looks like they've fixed the glitch because the launch is now scheduled to take place this Saturday. But here's the Washington Post with more. NASA is going to attempt to launch its massive space launch system rocket and Orion spacecraft to the moon Saturday afternoon after an attempt Monday was canceled when a series of problems marred the effort. The launch is scheduled for 2.17 p.m. Hell yeah. So that's 11.17 a.m. us. Hell yeah. I'll be awake. Not like that 8 a.m. the other day. Mm -mm. <laughs> Ridiculous. Uh, so, yeah, it'll also have a two-hour launch window. Weather for a Saturday launch also could be tricky, with only a 40% chance of favorable conditions. But since there is a two-hour window and showers are expected to be intermittent along the Florida coast, weather officials think there could be enough time between showers for the launch to take place. And I really hope that they are carting Kamala Harris back and forth to Cape Canaveral, Florida, and yeah. Washington, D.C. for every single attempt. Yeah. Because, because... The one time she doesn't go, it's going to lift off. That would be funny. That would prove that she's bad luck. <laughs> yes. Uh, but yes, yeah, so you have that to look forward to on this holiday weekend. And you also have another episode of ours to look forward to that is coming out at some point this weekend, Weekly Weird News, uh, which we will be get to next. But in the meantime, we have two recent episodes for you to watch. We have a, uh, an episode from earlier in the week, and we also have a recent Weekly Weird News. Uh, please check both of those out. And uh, yes, shorter schedule this week. Uh, we have stuff going on. It's holiday weekend. Thank you for the opportunity to do those things, and we will see you soon. Please leave a like, comment, and of course, subscribe to the channel. And please stay hydrated. Yeah, please stay hydrated, because not there's a heat wave in California, but uh, I looked at a, a map of the United States, and uh, there's not really a break for anyone. No. No. The videos are over here now. Do all the things we said, like commenting and subscribing, and we'll see you soon for Weekly Weird News. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.